pardon the interruption, but I'm Mike Wilbon. Tony, scientists are set to clone a creature from the Stone Age. I'm Tony Kornheiser. Larry King? That was too easy. Right down the middle. What, right what is your middle. favorite age? Do you like the Stone Age? Do you like the Iron Age? I like the Paleolithic era. I was going to go Paleolithic. Era, because I like how era sounds better than well, age. Era, what, 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 a million years? I don't know. I don't know what the definition of era is. It's, you know, it's like it's like the Tom Brady era. We don't you know, have, can we have like phone a friend and go to a no. scientist? Can we do that? Because you That's and I don't know. Show. That's another show. Okay. No, 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 no. Welcome to PTI, boys and girls. In today's episode, Aaron Rodgers gets testy, UCLA gets someone to say yes, and Tiger talks ahead of the Masters. But we begin today with Virginia winning the national championship by beating Texas Tech in overtime. And I point out we are both wearing orange, Mike yeah. and I, saying hello to Wahoo Wah. The critical play in regulation was with 12 seconds left when Ty Jerome drove to the basket and inexplicably drew three defenders, even though Virginia was down three, and this was going to be a two-point basket. Jerome deftly passed to DeAndre Hunter in the right corner. Hunter hit the three. Tie game, overtime. Virginia ultimately wins. Wilbon, what are your thoughts on what happened this year as a counterpoint to what happened last year? Well, that whole mouthful is one story. It's one big, fat, back-and-forth story that seems hokey when you write that ending except and i shouldn't use hokey no that's virginia tech should not but but it it seems impossible but it wasn't impossible because it happened and somebody's gonna this is going to be a movie it may take 12 15 years down the road lebron will probably produce it and but tony going back to when they lost the university of virginia as a basketball program has the two worst losses in the history of college basketball yeah Chaminade won. That was the NAIA school, and they had Ralph Sampson, the three-time player of the year. And and then last year to UMBC, 16 versus I'd argue 2-1 the other way, but it doesn't matter. They're, they're the worst they got time. the two. They're worst time. Right? And so now to, to have Ralph, and, I, you know, we, we know Ralph. We love Ralph. We've known him all of his adult life and then some. To have him sitting there and watching sort of over this and watching this team have such calm, the calm is what they had to me, starting with Tony Bennett, but Ty Jerome, Kyle Guy, DeAndre Hunter. You could have voted any one of those kids the MVP of the Final Four. I think Guy is very deserving. And, and, and Ty Jerome is the guy most in the country I want with the ball in his hands. And they recovered from this. All year they recovered. They recovered three times in the tournament. Yeah. It's a staggering story. So I'm going to talk for a while and I'm going to talk for the same thing, okay? Because this is Shakespeare and this is the Bible. And people who don't understand that this is the absolute story of redemption, if you don't get that, I have no idea what you were watching. You don't understand literature. I do. I'm a literature major. And I'm going to explain this to you. There is the affliction. The affliction is losing to UMBC. You, you, you get the wrath of God on you and you don't know why this happened. And you wander, and I'll just say in the desert, because my people <laughs> were in the desert, for at least a year. And then you get a chance at this. And unlike what you said yesterday, here's where we disagree. Had they not won this game last night, this would have been a tragedy. But winning it is complete redemption. It is not just a movie. It's a book. It's a movie. It is something so very, very special because we've never seen this before. There are three shots in this tournament, all from the right-hand side of the court. Diakite with about a 12-footer. Kyle Guy on the first three before he got fouled on the second three. And DeAndre Hunter last night. They miss any one of those. It's over. Single elimination. You're out of here. They are so worthy. They showed such poise, such commitment. They were so steady with each other as teammates. 
Every, there's not one guy. It's not Zion Williamson. It's all of it. This is yeah. everybody. I'm glad you mentioned it. Praise to the top. You had the final four lacking in the championship I did. game. I, I did. Seriously. But what I'm saying know. to you is I am giving all Virginia's praise to Virginia. the story. Yeah, yeah. For the whole year, a year and yeah. 23 days, wandering. I believe. Wandering. Again, there's more. the affliction, and now there is the redemption. It, it, that's what it is. Those kids, forever, forever, they get the credit. They're the face of this, right? Particularly the three of them? Yeah. And Tony Bennett. When the game ended last night, there was more than a passing notion that UCLA might be lurking backstage waiting to lure Texas Tech's Chris Beard to Los Angeles. But UCLA moved on from the disappointment of hearing no from Rick Barnes and this morning hired Mick Cronin away from Cincinnati, where he piled up big regular season numbers but won just three NCAA tournament games in seven years. Tony, you think the dwindling yet ever-demanding UCLA faithful will be excited by this hire? Um, no, no, not particularly. And, and, and I'm no offense to Mick Cronin, uh, who's a fine coach, you know, born and raised, I think, in Cincinnati, a Midwest guy all his life. No, I, they were willing to give John Calipari $8 million. They signed Mick Cronin after everybody said no to them. They signed Mick Cronin six years, $24 million. That's $4 million a year. They got a cut-rate deal, and I suspect some people in UCLA think they got a cut-rate coach. I don't understand this. I don't understand why Jamie Dixon said no. I don't understand why Rick Barnes. I don't understand why anybody says no, even John Calipari, because to me, UCLA is Alabama when Mike Shula is the coach. And then Nick Saban comes in, and they're Alabama again. And I think this is possible at UCLA. I'm not quite as bullish on UCLA as you are because UCLA was going to lowball John Calipari and ask him to take less money to come to a place where to live costs three times as much as Lexington, Kentucky. Nobody's won as many national championships as UCLA. No, Tony, I know, but that's... Not even Kentucky. That's been a long time ago. Let let me just mention, there's a guy I thought that they could have hired, should have hired, who would have excited the dwindling but ever-demanding faithful, because he's part of that. Yes, dwindling. dwindling. And it's Earl Watson, who, who I think just has... I, it just has everything that would rally UCLA, including being, of course, a, an alum who played. But going back to Cronin, I, he, he got to the Sweet 16 once. He did. And maybe he's a guy Is with the resources season? that you suggest that can restore them. He's not an L.A. But he's not going to excite them until he wins. No, no I, he's I mean, win I'll first. give you a couple of people. I actually think Luke Walton would have been a good choice. Because Bill Walton. He could have waited a couple of days. You know, That'd been a good choice. Yeah, I think no, been good. he would have been a good choice. He'd have been a great choice. I always too. like the guy from Wichita State, who I think is a very, very fine coach. I mean, I, I think UC, this, UCLA is an important job. I hope Mick Cronin does great. I hope he does great. But if you ask me, is it exciting to people? He's the kind of guy who goes from Creighton to Cincinnati or Cincinnati to Ohio State or something win, like but that. He could win. I hope he does. Aaron Rodgers fired back yesterday at Bleacher Report for writing a story that essentially said, Rodgers is a hideous prima donna, and his teammates hate him. Rodgers said in response, and I quote, because this is good, this was a smear attack by a writer looking to advance his career, talking with mostly irrelevant, bitter players who all have an agenda, whether they're advancing their own careers or just trying to stir old stuff up. Whew, unquote. Rodgers also dismissed the notion that he hated Mike McCarthy. He said he loved Mike McCarthy, and he would not have re-signed with the Packers if he wanted McCarthy out. Wilbon, what do you make of Rodgers' response? You know, I don't know the writer, and I'm not going to get into the personal back and forth there. I thought listening to it, and I listened to it, and Aaron Rodgers seemed convincing to me. I I am biased. This is the the, the one Packer in my life as a Bears person. You know, I love Aaron Rodgers, 
I, I would say this to, to sort of stop me in my tracks. If you're going to talk about irrelevant and bitter, I know he said mostly irrelevant and bitter. He better make an exception to Greg Jennings because I think he was his leading receiver in the Super Bowl season with 12 touchdowns and about 1,200 yards. So, so not everybody in there was irrelevant. And I don't know about bitter because these guys were on the record, which we think of as part of good reporting. Yeah, yeah, on the yeah. record, when you get guys who were in that room to go on the record, that's the part where there's a little pushback. But, you know... So I love Aaron Rodgers, too. I honestly do. I, I love Aaron Rodgers. This is troubling to me. I don't know that this is leadership necessarily. I, I, it makes me wonder if some of the things written about Aaron Rodgers may be closer to truth than, than I want them to be. This seems like a very thin-skinned response. There, there are two quarterbacks out there, both of whom are probably going to – Rodgers definitely going to the Hall of Fame. I think Roethlisberger is going. going to the Hall of Fame. And they are particularly critical of teammates – and coordinators all the time. And they remind me of when Bubba Watson misses a putt and he looks at the caddy. Like, no, no. You're like, what did you, what kind of read did you give me? No, because sometimes it's your fault. And I am reminded of this. Tom Brady, with all those Super Bowls, when receivers leave Tom Brady, they praise him to the skies. Nobody ever said Tom Brady is not a good teammate. Nobody ever said Tom Brady looks for privileges that other people don't get. I would say to Aaron Rodgers, maybe you want to emulate Tom Brady a little I, more. I, I think that you could do you could do one of these expose type pieces on almost every quarterback Brady? the last 20 years. Brady? Maybe not Brady, but you know what, Tony? Brady's been criticized a lot, too, just last offseason, if he, you remember. And he has slammed so, coordinators. Okay. But teammates always teammates seem to love him. Different. They do. I'd love Aaron Rodgers if he was throwing me the ball. Yeah, I'd love Aaron Rodgers. Very quickly, we have to go from the last notes of one shining moment to the first tee at Augusta. Augusta. And we here at PTI will begin with Tiger Woods, who hasn't won the Masters in 14 years, hasn't won a major in 11. Yet Tiger said this morning he has proven to himself he can play again and win again. Vegas has Rory, Dustin Johnson, Justin Rose, and Ricky Fowler ahead of Tiger in terms of odds. You think this week is Tiger's best chance, Tony, to win a major championship this season? So let's look at where the majors are. I'm going to eliminate Royal Port Rush because nobody, nobody has knows. played there since the 1950s, years. since the 50s in, in the British Open. So let's look at the other three. Beth Page has a PGA. He's won at Beth Page. Pebble has the Open. He he's has won, won at Pebble. I think it's Augusta because he's won four times at Augusta. Because it's a limited field, because he's very comfortable on that course, because there's no particular rough that is that is intimidating. They don't bring the fairways into here. It is the Augusta that he understands. I feel if he's putting well, well that's that, that. But that you can say about everybody. If he's well, everybody. And, okay, so I think I do think that represents his best chance because he only has to beat about forty guys. Well, in the field, like 78 or something like that. Yeah, but, but in, in the PGA and in the old. Well, there's more. The PGA with the field, Grand. which is it's the best undervalued. Yeah. Um, but, Tony, I'm, I think it's Augusta as well. And not only because he's won there more, and, and he has. You, just, you, you mentioned putting. I mean, Tiger is going to, ought to, not is going to, ought to, feel more comfortable there on those greens, at least as comfortable as anyone. I mean, he and Phil among active participants yep. have been the guys who've won the most yep. there. Yep. And so and, and driving distance and accuracy is not necessarily at the top of the formula. As it would be at the U.S. Open might, it, yes. when they change the contour of the course. When they pinch these things to 15 yards, right. he doesn't have to worry about that at Augusta. And he's going to be such, I think, a crowd favorite. Oh. I think the feeling that Tiger has is going to 
like pickup from Atlanta. Yes. We saw people following him around like, you know, it's reported it that Moses. in the practice round he shot a 65. If that is in well, fact, done true, that that's going to make him happy. The thing about Beth Page is because I grew up on Long Island, they moved that to early to May. Yeah. You can have bad weather then. You can have bad weather in Pebble. But we assume the weather in Augusta is, is we just always a constant. saw the weather in Augusta, did we not? Shh. Let's oh. take a break. We're coming up. Mike Trout is off to an MVP-level start, but is it better than Christian Yelich's? And is Johnny Manziel going by John some kind of perverse sign of maturity? I, I don't want to hear criticism of Virginia with what they have done. I and, and I said Zion Williamson... Johnny got a toy golf set when he was three, and from that day on, he was hooked. All he wanted to do was golf, golf, golf. He'd be on the links before school, after school. All he ever wanted was to go pro. And then, one day, when he was holding his grandson and thinking about his 12 handicap, Johnny realized it just might not happen for him. But you know what did happen for him? He switched to Geico and saved a bunch of money on car insurance. So that was good, and so was hanging out with his grandson. Time for toss-up. I'm ready to play, and Wilbon is ready to lose. Never. What's first? Toss-up. Which MVP is off to a better start, Christian Yelich or Mike Trout? The numbers are almost identical. Yelich is batting 375, five homers, 13 RBI. Trout's batting 367, five homers, 12 RBI. One number's not identical. Salary. Salary, no, not that. Salary's not more. identical because Trout's making Trout's $430 making, yeah. million, dollars, and Yelich can stand on his head and spit wooden nickels, not get anywhere near that. There's another one. What? Because... Trout can do whatever you just said, stand on his head and spit wooden nickels, and his team ain't going to catch Milwaukee this year. They're not going to No, be no, they're good. not as good a Milwaukee's team. Milwaukee's better. I think so Milwaukee's you're going to take Yelich? Yeah. I'm going to take Trout. He's leading his team right. into the postseason. By the way, I'm going to take Trout because of the catch last night. What, you think Yelich didn't make no, a catch? No, but Yelich tipped his okay, hat to well, Trout, and he, so will I. Because he caught Yelich's hit ball. Yeah, I'm going to be a homer. Okay, Trout didn't hit the one that Yelich took away by diving, sprawled straight out. Yelich... Yelich is underrated because he plays in Milwaukee. Yelich has got the MVP. He's How underrated, underrated can he be? Very. Uh, it, uh, you're not saying Trout's overrated because he's no, the best he's player. No, he's overrated at all. all. Next. Toss-up, better name for Manziel. Johnny or John? All right, so a lot of people, when they change their name, they do so dramatically, right? Uh, Ron Artest became Meta World Peace. Lou Alcindor became Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Antonio Brown, your boy, became Mr. Big Chest. Bernie Schwartz... Became Tony Curtis. Archie Leach became Cary Grant. What did Reginald ML Dwight Elton John. He was going to become. Remember ML Carr? I don't know. He was, was a talent, become, the talent well, waving ML Carr. Abdul Automobile. Is that's that what he a said? fantastic. He said that. I'm pretty that's sure he said that he was going to. To change your name from Johnny to John because it, you think it gives you more gravity. If you had changed your name to Johnny Baseball, I would have liked it better. He told this to Dan Patrick. Yeah. And now you want to take the last 18 seconds? No, go. there's nothing more worthless than talk about John, Johnny Manziel. Nothing. You've been on this train, driving it. You and our friend Dan oh, Patrick, he was a great college player. for years. He was, and he was the best. How long ago was he in college? A while back. It's been like a while. Like the 80s. Next. Stop it. Next. Toss up. Who needs a win more tonight, the Rockets or the Thunder? I don't care about this, but I will talk about the ramifications. There's only one answer. If the Rockets win and Denver loses, the Rockets end up in second place. If the Thunder wins, they avoid seventh or eighth. They stay in sixth. So if you stay in sixth, 
you then draw Denver because Houston doesn't want to draw Oklahoma City. Well, and Oklahoma City good. doesn't want to draw the, Houston. The, the, it's Oklahoma City. Oklahoma City doesn't want to draw Golden State or Houston right. in the first round. That's right. So that's where you can stop with this. Yes, the Western teams have been determined for a while now. It's the, the bottom of it, the six, seven, eight. Well, it's sort of the top two. I mean, you're still jockeying for position. And usually, Tony, those things are like, okay, we ought to be able to win on the road if it's a really good team like Houston. Golden State wouldn't think that way. Championship teams, LeBron, the Jordan. You know. But in this case, you just don't want to play Golden State in the first round. And Golden State have to have a little bit. And, and Houston, they have to have a little but bit of work said, up for Oklahoma said the teams City. you don't want to play at all are Houston and Oklahoma City. No, Houston and Golden State. So No, you've always said Oklahoma City could yeah, be a Tony, potential their challenger. Last, their last so you've eliminated days, that. Ten games, they, right. they've sort of slumped a little bit. Next! Last one, toss-up. Who you got in the NHL playoffs? The Lightning or the field? Tampa Bay Lightning has been spectacular this year. They have 128 points, which is 21 more than the next in their conference. The second-best record ever. Okay? They have won 62 of 82 second games. Second-best record ever. They have only lost 16 in regulation, and they are the best team, and I'm going to take the field. Because if you give me the field, I get the Washington Capitals. I get the Pittsburgh Penguins. Yeah. I get the Calgary Flames. Okay, Flames. I, I get the Boston Bruins. Right? So yeah. I am the only, I might take, I might take Golden State over the field in the NBA. Right. But I will not take Tampa Bay over the field in the NHL. I'll take them. It's a lark. Because I understand that the team with the highest number of points in the NHL often loses. Done win. Often. Sometimes goes out in first, the very first round. First round. We've seen the Capitals do it multiple times. Yes. The Blackhawks even did it, I think, a couple of years ago. In the run of championships, they still got knocked out in the first round. I'll take the Lightning, Tony, based on, again, second best record ever. Of all time. I'd love and to 21 see points clear a Washington-Tampa series. You, you, you have to want to see that. Um, I, I know that you are going to put on your, you're going to rock the red a little oh, bit. Oh yeah, I'm going to put on the capital stuff. And by the way, the, the NHL they needs have a to chance to back. defend. The NHL needs to go back to a 1 8 2 7 3 6 Yeah, this four, stuff five. is crazy with them now. It's not, it's crazy. Egregiously bad. bad this no, it is year, bad. It's crazy. But it's bad. been worse. It's crazy it, bad. You're penalizing good teams right. in a second. Get it round. right. That's it. I win. Always win. Maybe. Let's take one last break, but still to come, suspensions come down for the baseball brouhaha. I love that word from the other day. Dwayne Wade might play for the final time in Miami tonight. So the odds are against them the making the playoffs, right? Kurt Heinrich in that clip, right? The, the odds are what? Against them to make the playoffs. Miami. Miami, way against. Yeah. They got to have like eight things. Happy time. People, happy 74th birthday, Peter Gammons. In the great and glorious days of newspapers, Peter Gammons' Sunday notes column on baseball was revolutionary. At one point in the globe, Gammons on baseball, Will McDonough on football, Bob Ryan on basketball represented the best in sports journalism. Pre-analytics. Gammons is still added on MLB Network, wearing those tinted shades great. whenever he can. Love I love Peter Gammons. Don't you miss those great Sunday notes yes. columns in newspapers? What would millennials do? With them. They'd look at it and say, not enough numbers. Fires. They would not enough numbers put, in put under the logs. Happy anniversary, David Thompson and George Gervin. And this day, 41 years ago, Denver's Thompson scored 73 points in an effort to win the NBA scoring title over Gervin on the last day Great. of the season. Gervin responded with 63 of his own to win the scoring crown in the tightest one-two finish ever. Gervin finished averaging 27.22 points per game. Thompson 27.15. What was missing from the and court? And that is before the three-point no shot. No three-point arc on the court, no, kiddies. No three-point shot. Happy trails, Chris Mullen. 
Mullen stepped down today as head coach at his alma mater, St. John's. One of the greatest players in school history, Mullen took over the program four years ago. Although he has a losing record overall, 59 and 73, he won incrementally more games every season. And this year, St. John's made the NCAAs. Wilbon, I did not see this coming. I don't know, Tony. And Chris Mullen may have other things he wants to do. I would say, by the way, the greatest player in St. John's history and one of the three or four greatest players in Big East history, he and Patrick Ewing. Can we agree? That's the oh, yeah. foundation so of the Big of East. The Big East. Oh, sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right, we're running out of show. We go to the big finish. Let's NFL media reports that Kyler Murray is visiting your Cardinals today. Is that a big deal? You know, enough with the visits and the heights and the weights. When somebody drafts somebody, that'll be a big deal. The Red Sox got their rings this afternoon. You were impressed with the ceremony. It was a great ceremony. ceremony. As cold as it was, it was great to see that. 41 degrees. Uh, Rob Gronkowski came out What's there with weapon? a whole lot of paint. Give a shirt on. Kurt Schilling was there. Pedro, Pedro was there. Poppy was there. Poppy all. It was very nice. The Tennessee Lady Vols will reportedly hire former player Kelly Harper as the next head coach. Is that a good hire? I hope so. That program has to try and still build and recover from the absence loss of Pat Summit. Baseball suspended Pirates pitcher Chris Archer, the ace. Five games, and Yasiel Puig of the Reds, two, for that fraudulent Sunday dance marathon. Is that fair? I believe I had that, and they both deserve to go out. Okay. Last one. It's likely Dwayne Wade's final game in Miami is tonight. Your thoughts? It's one of the great careers in NBA history, and certainly LeBron James benefited in that partnership with Dwayne Wade. Did he not? He did, but mutual they both. benefit. Mutual mutual benefit. That's right. We're out of time. We'll try and do better the next time, and I'm Tony Kornheiser. I'm Mike Wilbon. Same time tomorrow, knuckleheads. You can get... The PTI Podcast on the ESPN app or Apple Podcast. Mike Rush, Paul Twos. Money, 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 